really important. There's a lot of impact that can happen. And our purpose of our company is through service we build people. Who better could we serve than Mm -hmm. people who can change generations? Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchant here again. Yes. Gosh, it seems like every week, Heather. Every week. I Every week. You're sitting outside. And my husband took my daughter, played hooky from school and took my daughter skiing today. That's how wow. different we are in <laughs> our places just, where we live. just fully got punked today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, if those of you are watching on YouTube, Ron is sitting outside in his house and it's so sunny and beautiful. It is. One of these days we'll do it again when I actually have a backyard right now. There's a bunch of shells in sand back there other than that. <laughs> doing some yard work out here. Anyway, we got a good show for you guys today. We've been working on an idea for a long time, like long, long time. Heather's going to tell you all about it because it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's something that I think you got me excited about, honestly, Ron. But once you mentioned it to me, I saw the hole that exists and I talked to some of our team members and just saw that there's a gap in kind of a, I guess, a gender gap in real estate investing yeah. space. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. And and saw the need. And then I actually started thinking about all the friends that have talked to me and approached me about, hey, Heather, I know that you and your husband invest in real estate. Can you help me understand like what what you do and how it works? And lots and lots of conversations, several with friends who are single moms, like recently single moms. It's been really powerful to reflect on because there's such a hole and a need for women specifically to be able to be empowered, to understand investment, but specifically to understand real estate, right? I mean, you can hire a stockbroker, you can, you can get online and trade stock and kind of teach yourself and, you know, play with a little bit of money here or there, but real estate's intimidating. You can hire Aunt Mary, the realtor, and she can help you too. Yeah. Not that your Aunt Mary isn't really good at investment real estate. She probably is. It's probably a really bad. Somebody's Aunt Mary out there is like, I do investment real estate and I do it really well. My name's Mary. Okay. So forget I said that. Well, there's Um, also, once you do it, Ron, once you say, I'm interested in this, we've seen it. I don't know how many dozen times that people in your life come forward and say, what are you thinking? Like my cousin's friend did that. And let me tell you, their roommate went bankrupt in 2008. Yes, exactly. So there's tons of opinions out there and a lot of, I don't know, uninformed opinions and rumors. It's okay to say say ignorant. (laughs) Thank you. It's okay to say it. I always use all of the, I dance around the words. You're right. Yeah. This is a get real show, Heather. Did I need to remind you of that? (laughs) That's true. But I've seen that so many times that people get discouraged from taking a leap and trying something new. And Mm -hmm. the other thing I thought of with specifically my friends, one friend in particular said, this is so scary and so intimidating to make a big decision like this with no one to bounce the ideas off of, to be able to talk and 
talk through the, my ideas and the concerns and the upsides, the downsides, like understanding that with a partner that, you know, helps you to get over your fears or to push you out of your comfort zone or what have you. So that's been really interesting to reflect on. So fast forward, I mean, this is something that we've talked about for so long, Ron, and I just kind of, it pushed me to actually take action and do it in having the latest conversation with one of my friends. So recently divorced, her husband is in real estate. So they've done a lot of real Mm -hmm. estate investing and she's relying on him for information and for advice on what to do. And they sold some property. They split it because it's her money, but she, he persuaded her to not do anything in real estate with it. And I thought that was really interesting. And she said to me, I just don't want to have to rely on him to be able to make these decisions. Like we're divorced now. I want to be able to do it myself. I want to understand it and not have to. Maybe this seems obvious to anybody else, but why was it cool for him to do it? And an amazing thing for him to do. And it wasn't for her. That seems to not make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, I know. And it's interesting because he still is in real estate pretty aggressively in commercial real estate. But she she said he told her not to because the market's high. And I went, oh, interesting. Well, like, yeah, very interesting. So that makes me want to know what kind of real estate he's in and he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, well, only only specifically in certain like Utah, Seattle, like the Washington state. I mean, all the states that we would we don't sell property in, right? Yeah, so we wouldn't buy anything in anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I think that is a big difference maker. But anyway, I was telling her that we are going to host a women's investor network. Ironically, that acronym for that is WIN, which I thought was pretty cool. Women's Investor Network webinar, specifically for women to come and feel comfortable to ask questions, to learn together. And I think it, the cool thing about that too is women can be able to support each other and having you know someone else in a group, having someone to be as a mentor, to learn from, all the things that I've grown to be so passionate about and talking to a lot of my friends over the years and clients. The other thing, Ron, is one of my very first clients is Jane. We've talked about her on this show before. And she was my first client who was recently divorced, had alimony and said, Heather, I've got to do something. I'm going to have alimony end in five years. I have no plan. I'm not working. What do I do? Yeah. What am I going to do? And so we helped her invest and use her IRA, the her husband's IRA that she not inherited. I can't remember the word, but the spouse IRA that she got in the divorce and invest those funds and then invest some of her. She used a home equity line on her home and put her daughter through college and was able to make it through and not have to work. And I mean, alimony's ended now and she's thriving. She's doing great. And I think it was just having someone to bounce the ideas off of. Having somebody who's going to patiently help them with all of fear and anxiety. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't my client, but I do remember talking to you several times and she had a lot of questions, wanted to make sure this was, this was it, right? It was like a, I'm putting my chips in and I really hope that the hand is good. That's Mm kind of where she was. And then I remember we helped her do a 1031 exchange. Yeah after a while as well, because she had, she had done really well. Everything didn't go swimmingly. It's real estate. I mean, I think we've talked about that before on the show, but overall it went really well for her really yeah. well. 
Agreed. It's going to be super exciting. I've, I've wanted to do this for a long, long time. The challenge is I am not a woman. So <laughs> it seems a little strange to run <laughs> a women's investing group when you're not a woman. So I've had these domains and yeah. the Facebook group page and everything for years, Heather. I mean, I don't even know how yeah. many years. And I've been wanting to do this. I needed somebody who could help me do it. I'm really glad that you're wanting to do it because yeah. although I did one time dress up as a woman for True. a charity event, True. I still think even if epic. I did that again, it would be very weird. Very weird. <laughs> we could post that, Ron. We could share that as part of this episode. I don't think we should do that. That, <laughs> that video only gets shown to certain uh, select people. Yeah. So one thing about, or a couple things about you and this company that I think are really unique is you have always encouraged me specifically, if I just talk about myself first, to step up and step outside of my comfort zone and to try new things. I could count. I mean, I, I just sit and think, and I can think of many conversations just in a second of times that you looked at me and said, you can do this. Like you've got this, you've always been that way for people on the team, but I would say specifically women on the team, because I think women tend to doubt themselves a little bit more than men, unfortunately. <laughs> and um, you've created a culture that women thrive here and are have a seat at the table. And I think that's unique in and of itself to run a company that way. And I think that's why this has been to some degree a passion for you specifically and also for me, but talk a little bit more about that because I'm putting words in your mouth. So, yeah, I mean, it all started kind of after 2008 for me because a lot of people who this is a passion for, they're from a broken home. They were raised by a single parent. You know, they have some kind of a, I mean, I love my mom and she worked really hard, but I don't have that same kind of experience. You know, I had a really We've talked about it on the show. I, I mean, I hit the parent lottery, both sides. Just, it was amazing. But after 2008, I experienced to have everything kind of come crashing down and be left with like your friend, like even maybe even more soft than your friend because they didn't really get anything. Because after 2008, everything financially kind of collapsed, but a lot of families collapsed. Yeah. And in my church, I was put in charge of kind of the welfare of all the people needing help, right? It was put in charge of helping these people who were in pretty dire straits, many of whom were recently single mothers who mm. were very scared because life just got completely upended and they really didn't think they had any skills, which is completely not true at all. Yeah. Many times they think they're not as smart. They don't think and I think it's not necessarily that they're not so smart, but they, they haven't had the experience. So they don't, they're behind 20 years or 10 years or 15 years. I watched them be scared. I watched them try to figure out how to pick up the pieces. And after that experience helping all of these people, I realized that there wasn't a whole lot out there for them in our world. Yeah. It's a very man dominated space, real estate. I mean, not realtors. There's a lot of female realtors. But the real, real estate investing space is predominantly men. Yeah. I should I say that I'm in a lot of mastermind groups and the number of powerhouse women is increasing dramatically and it's fun. 
it's actually fun to have their point of view and perspective in the room. In many cases, I told Heather this for the last several weeks, we've been trying to put this together is that many times it's, they do it way better, like way better, not a little bit better, way better. So I don't know what, I don't know why it is that real estate investing has a gigantic proportion of men, but they do. Because of that, there's a comfort level that I can't appreciate because I'm pretty comfortable no matter which room I go into, but I've heard it for years. And I thought to myself, we built this charity to support women. We did all this stuff. The most impactful thing we could probably do is to teach them how to to invest in real estate because that's the thing that's impacted my life the most. And all the people that we've taught and the people that I surround myself with, I mean, real estate has completely altered their existence. So why would we not empower women in that way? And a women's only group seemed like the best way to do it. I thank God every day I'm not a woman, but I can't (laughs) run a group if I'm not. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think having your passion and your drive, though, I think helped create a culture where, where I particularly would be confident enough to do something like this. I've told you this before, Ron, that I would go to masterminds with you. And the time I went, a couple of times I've been without you, I would share my opinion. And it did feel like from the front of the room, my opinion was disregarded. And it did feel like it was because I was a woman, right? That I I didn't understand it well enough, right? The mansplaining and all that, you know, people joke about, but Definitely, there is some of that in the culture and in the investment space. I talked to our a person in our office, her name's Natalie. She does all of the appointment setting for our team. Mm-hmm. And I said, how many people, what do you think? Without, you know, pulling data, right? So this was not like a data poll, but it was her, like just asking her, how many people do you talk to that are men versus women that call us and want to learn about investing? And she from the hip, she was just like, man, like 90%. I talked to so few women. And I feel like if we talk to women, those are the powerhouses, that 10% that really are going after it. We work with spouses, right? The people who initially reach out to us are men. And so that was a wake up call for me. That was just a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, man, we really need to do this. Like what a market that is not being served And I'm passionate about it with all of the experience I have with my friends, but I'm also passionate about it. We haven't even talked about this, Ron, but I've also had clients pass away. We've had several clients, men, pass away and their spouses don't know what's happening or those that inherit. So they're children, right? So one particular client we talked about on this show, Doug Williams, love Doug, (laughs) um, Yes. Long-term client, like 10 years or something. We worked with Doug. And when he passed away, his wife was incapacitated and in an Alzheimer's home. And I, because I'd worked with Doug for so long, I was able to trace back emails where he had told me about a nephew. He had two nephews that he told me I should talk with. He just wanted, he wanted his family so bad to understand what he was doing and how it had changed his life. I can count. I mean, so many conversations where he was just like, I just want him to get it. Like, here's their phone number. Will you call them? And I'm like, well, sure, but they're going to have to want to do this. Like (laughs) I can call and talk to your nephews. So there were two nephews. They'd never really moved forward. And I called and I said, we spoke like five years ago. I don't know if you remember me, but I understand Doug passed away. And I just want to talk to someone. 
in the family. So he referred me to his uncle who was taking over Doug's inheritance and the executor, I guess, of his will, if that's what it's called. So he came into town to deal with the affairs of his stepfather and he sat down with me and he just said he wanted to liquidate everything at the beginning of the conversation. And I'll be honest, my heart kind of sunk a little bit because I knew from all my conversations with Doug, how much he wanted his family to understand what he was doing and what he was building. And he built significant. And the power <laughs> and scope of it, right? Not, yes. Yeah. Yes. He had built a pretty powerful real estate portfolio. He also had other investments. And so, but I sat across from him. I found myself impassioned to explain the power of what Doug had built because he just was going to liquidate, which was fine. I mean, it had a lot of equity. <laughs> the family would have been super happy with that. But I felt like this little bit of a nudge to help them understand what Doug was building and why. I said he really wanted his wife to be taken care of. And he said, oh, Heather, like just his stock portfolio alone, his wife's going to be taken care of. And I said, okay, well, that's fantastic news. But let me tell you what these properties do. And I showed him a pro forma and I explained to him what a property pro forma meant and what the cash flow meant. And at the end of our conversation, he said, well, you know what? I think I'm just going to liquidate one or two properties and I'm going to keep the rest. And I was like, so overjoyed inside of myself, not because of any benefit for me, except that I saw they, un he understood what Doug built and that satisfaction that gave me of someone who had worked with Doug for so long. And man, that's going to happen to so many of our clients that their spouse or their children don't understand anything about why their husband or, you know, father invested in these things and what the power of real estate really is. There's something special that happens too when both people, if there's two people, understand what's going on. You know, it's like when my wife and I are both excited about a boat. Mm. We actually want to go look at the boats. You know, we want to have conversations about them and, you know, really try to figure this out. It's the same thing with real estate investing. If, if you understand it, you can talk about it and it's going to build and grow faster because everybody's on the same page. Somebody's not scared to death because they don't understand what's going on. You know, everybody's equally yoked. And then if anything happens, anything, then the other person knows what's going on. Yeah. And my wife and I've been talking recently, like you have to pass this along to the next generation too. not just this, but all of the financial education. What is a personal financial statement? Why do you need to know what the personal financial statement is? What is your net worth? Why is that important? All of these things that we take for granted, a lot of people don't know them. Yeah. And we want to put a place where women can support each other, empower each other, learn together, grow together, and really make an impact on generations. In most families, the mothers have more of a chance to educate and be around the kids just because they're more nurturing most of the time. And if they understand these things, women change generations. That's just the yeah. way it is. That's a really good point. Especially if it's a single mother situation, there isn't anybody else anyway. Yeah. So really important. There's a lot of impact that can happen. And our purpose of our company is through service. We build people who better could we serve? Mm -hmm. than people who can change generations. And so, yeah. I don't know, I, I think that's probably why it was a natural thing for me to have to create a place where we had ability to be flexible enough to hire so many 
stay at home moms. So they could be moms and they could still make a really, really good income. Cause when I'm at my masterminds and I tell people, look, there's this whole population out there of really, really, really talented people who are trapped in their houses right now. They want to work. They want to have impact outside the home, but they want to be home with their kids. Yeah. If you'll just make some room for them in your company, your company will be blessed. Your customers will be blessed. Everyone else in your company will be blessed. If you'll just, you got to have a little flexibility mm-hmm. then that's it. That's really it. Yeah. After that, they're super talented. People's like brains explode. I've had a couple of friends that are like, there should be some kind of a like higher stay at home moms <laughs> like site. This is so amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't need another business, but yes, there probably should be. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I mean, so Ron, turn back that when- loose in real estate, holy cow. I was just going to add that back when I was at home with my kids when they were little, right? Because I'm still home with my kids. I work from home. But my kids, my youngest is six now, right? So it's a different time than when my kids were toddlers. And I would do calls and I would make those calls from home. And because of that, I needed to have, you know, maximize my time. I mean, your time blocking is like the proper term for it. When you're working from home and you have young kids, you are so efficient. I worked so much more efficiently at home than I did when we had an office. I would go in and I would get nothing done because I enjoyed chatting with everybody. And when I was at home, it was like, all right, I have 90 minutes and you better believe I am going to move heaven and earth for 90 minutes, right? I have, and time. I have 90 minutes and that's if yeah. he sleeps the whole 90 yeah. minutes. I exactly. may have less. So exactly. We're so about to just, experience that because the grandson is coming to the house. I'm right. very excited about it. It's interesting because two things have happened today, Heather, that, that apply directly to this, to this podcast. Yeah. The grandson is coming today and we are watching him overnight for the second time. So we're going to have nap times and feeding times and we're going to, we are going to love the heck out of it. It's going to be a blast. (laughs) Second thing that happened is I talked to a friend of mine who's starting a charity for primarily for women, single mothers to help them stay out of foreclosure, to keep their home, Mm. to keep the family grounded where they are, kids in school and all of that stuff, a perpetual (laughs) foundation so that it continues like that it makes the money back so that it can put the money back into society. Yeah. What a cool idea. So I think I told you about that, but I actually met with him today. You know, hopefully we'll be able to provide some, some support and assistance there more than just financial. Yeah. But both of those things align with with what's going on here. It's just, I'm excited about this group. I'm even more excited that you're running it. Oh, I'm actually really excited. I'm normally, I would say if you told me I'd be doing this five years ago, I wouldn't really believe you. When you first asked me to just be a guest on the podcast, I had all these butterflies. I was super nervous and I've mostly just been excited. And I think it's because something you also shared with me years ago that I remember is when you're in the front of a room and you're speaking and you're nervous, it's because you're thinking about yourself. And when you are in front of a room and you're confident, and I think there's always a little bit of, I'm in the hot seat type of vibe. However, to be nervous and anxious is because you're only thinking about yourself versus the people that you're talking to and the people that you want to change their lives. And so I think that's why I really haven't been very nervous. (laughs) Yeah, that is a, that is a Sean McCloskey ism. 
I learned that from him and it is so true. Every time I've ever been nervous to speak or do anything like that, I just ask myself, okay, why are you nervous? It's you're nervous because you're worried about how you're going to look or how you're going to appear or whether you're going to forget what you were going to say. It's all internal. It's all fingers pointed at you. When you can flip that around, the nerves go away. Yeah. And it completely changes the dynamic. So to say it in the get real way, if you're scared before you speak, it's because you're being selfish. Yeah. That's a really hard thing to say because everybody gets scared before they go up. But I promise you next time you get to go, go up to go to speak. If you start thinking about the people in the audience and you actually look at them, and you think, how can I impact their lives? The nerves go away. They just do because yeah. now you're not inward focused, you're outward focused. Yeah. And I really am grateful for Sean saying that in the harsh way that he did, which is basically that you're selfish. <laughs> yeah. And then he had to explain it because that sounds really horrible to say to somebody, but Heather, you're going to do, you're going to do amazing. That's just, and the group is going to be amazing. I cannot yeah. wait. I mean, think about our last groups that we've done. Most of the participation in the groups actually at minimum 50%, but I'd say even more than that came from women engaged, asking questions, answering questions, really playing full out guys for whatever reason are more prideful, I think. And so they don't, many times they don't play full out. They, Mm -hmm. they have to know the answers and that's not the way we learn. It's not the way anybody learns. So I'm excited for the group. I'm I'm excited to see how it plays out. I promise I will not sign in as Rhonda and just hang out (laughs) in the group. (laughs) um, Fantastic. Wouldn't that be cool? Now what's going to happen is if somebody actually signs in as Rhonda, they're going to be like, oh, Ron's in the group. Ron's in the group. (laughs) hanging out. Yes. No offense to any Rhondas who join the group. Anyway, Heather, if they want to join, how do they, how do they join? How do they get on this deal? So we actually, we had a website, like you mentioned, Ron, for years that we yes. just never utilized. <laughs> so the URL is women's, plural, so E-N-S, womensinvestornetwork.com. And that has the sign up sheet. Um, if you get lost anywhere in that process, just email us, invest at rpcinvest.com. And we'll get you directed into the right place. Again, I talked to a woman yesterday, a friend of mine, and she said, man, Heather, I just didn't learn financial wisdom from my parents. I just didn't. They didn't. My parents were always paycheck to paycheck, had poor credit. My siblings are in the same boat. And I just feel so fortunate that I understand these things so that I can change generations, right? And that's that's really the why behind a lot of this that really, I know, gets both of us excited. But I don't know. I just want to reiterate that one more time, that if you have a spouse that you're excited about investing and your spouse isn't. I was there. My husband was not excited about investing in real estate. And like, who's this Ron guy. And why are you <laughs> listening to him anyway? He's bald. Yes. He doesn't have any hair. I, what, what is he thinking? No hair means he has no idea what he's talking about. That's right. It's really but the he, opposite, Doug, if you're listening. It really <laughs> means, you know, my grandpa always said grass doesn't grow on a busy street. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm going to use that with my dad. Um, So he, I just know when he was on the same page as me and he understood it, it was a game changer 
Because I was no longer feeling like I had to just beg to buy a rental property. He would be the one to say, hey, I'm ready. Are we going to buy another rental this year? What's our plan? And that was so awesome to be on the same page about it versus please just like, let me please. <laughs> yeah. And to all you men out there, I just want you to know that being on the same page about multiple things is really, really good. See, my yeah. wife and I are, are, we're on the same page about guns as well. And it's a blissful thing. Occasionally she just, I come home, Bobby Joe says, man, I, I think you need another gun. And I'm like, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. I might need to, you're right. You might need to, that's the kind of relationship everyone should have about investing in real estate. Same thing. Yep. yep. I'd throw in their boats and cars and anything else you like, if you can get on the same page. Oh, bliss. Mm -hmm. Yep. It will be boat shopping minutes. was never as much fun until Bobby Joe decided she liked boats. I'm telling That's you. true. That's it's, true. It's great. You told me that. I remember the webinar will be 90 minutes. It will be recorded. It is so much better to attend live. I think you'll get more out of it because you can ask Bring questions. questions. Yes. Bring your questions. So I think that will be really powerful if you can attend live. And if you can't, that's okay. We'll have a recording and we'll, we'll send it out to you, but it'll be awesome to be able to be in a group of like-minded individuals. So I would say if you're a client or you want to buy real estate and your spouse doesn't understand it, and maybe they say to you, I don't care. I don't want to understand it. Encourage them to come. Encourage them to understand it. And they, listen, if you're a woman and you already understand real estate, come help. Yeah. You yeah, know, give. I mean, people are going to be answering, asking questions. We're going to put together a, a group. It'd be nice to have some people who understand real estate already give feedback. Mm -hmm and answer questions as well. So come support other women. Yes. Get a refresher. You, every time I go to a room, I learn something. doesn't matter what's being said. I always learn something. So come learn. Agreed. That's right. So I, I think that's all the details. Womensinvestornetwork.com is the website to sign up. Please yeah, come. yeah. Oh, and I'm it's excited to not see you page. all there. I didn't give the date. So it is oh. Thursday. I have to look it up really fast. Thursday, the 27th. Yes. Thursday, the 27th at 1 p.m. Eastern is when it's going to take place. So come join us. So yes, this week when you get out there and make something happen, this is what you should make happen if you're a woman. And if you're That's a man, right. then you should tell all the women in your life. And that is making something happen. Right. That's so right. that's what you should be doing this week till next week. Get out there and make that happen. Thank you. This has been the Get Real podcast to subscribe. And for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.